welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about big businesses happening in small towns throughout the Midwest. So thankful that you've joined us. I am Russell Williams. And I'm Allison Hassler, and we are here today with owner of Harness Digital Marketing, Tom Harness. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be with both of you. Nice suit and hat, Tom. You know, I brought out uh, this one out of one of 19 of the suits that I use for marketing. So today I decided to bring out the mustache suit. So we'll see. Black and white mustache pattern. I love it. I thought it would go well with my bowler hat today. It does. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, what made you decide to move to Marion in 2022? <laughs> wow. Not pulling any punches. Wow. So I wanted to break the ice because we have an ongoing, uh, I guess you could say an ongoing joke that we, are tra- we have tried to poach Tom to move yeah. to Marion for quite some time now. But... I will say that it is because not only are you a great businessman, but you are also a civic servant. You are very invested in your community and you are the perfect avatar for what a community would want in a business owner. Well, I appreciate that. I'm not a big fan of the movie Avatar, but I will take that. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's Russ has been a big advocate. I think, you know, the communities that we have around here all need I think what what Marion has, there's a lot of civic businesses, civic minded uh, business owners that want to be here. And I'm not ever going to rule out the fact that I would would love to have an office or space. But, you know, like I've had many conversations, I think we all know where we're best at. And in, in Carterville, I think that's where I'm best at. And I've got a lot of work <laughs> cut out for me, but I think that's where I'm supposed to be. But if I do move. Marion will be at the top of my list. I will tell you that right now. You guys have done a great job of, of, of plugging and promoting this area. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just great to be a part and it's nice to be able to work collectively with other communities throughout Southern Illinois. And Carterville's really close to Marion, Illinois. Yeah, it it's literally, you know, 12 minutes. Yeah. 12 minutes, so. Tom, tell us about Harness Digital Marketing and tell us how it got started. Wow. Well, uh, there's a little bit of a segue of the story. So just for my background, uh, you know, I was former military. I was a satellite communications operator in the U.S. Army for four years, four and a half years. And when I got out, I decided to go uh, to school, came to Southern Illinois and started out with computer science and decided, "Mm, I don't know if I really want to spend the rest of my life in a cubicle. So I decided to switch majors. I was uh, kind of volunteering my time at a local school in Murfreesboro. I liked it. So I changed my major, called up my parents and said, hey, I'm switching. You know, it's quite a change from computer science to education. So I changed it. And then I graduated with both my degrees at SIU in education, elementary ed and administrative uh, uh, education. So I did that for nine and a half years or nine years. Taught fifth grade in Heron for four nine years Excellent. kindergarten through eighth grade technology classes Ooh, at yeah. unity point in carbondale for three which my favorite story about that one is i had kindergarten students doing spreadsheets in excel so that was one of my favorite accomplishments of that school <laughs> so i can drop the mic on that i still can't do excel well that's okay <laughs> i remember doing that in about fifth grade and See? i i actually loved it yeah, well, you would. I know you would like that, the way your mind works. Uh, and then I did. I taught three semesters at SIU. 
So after that, I got a call to have the opportunity to uh, be the chief information officer at Walker's Bluff for two and a half years. So I got a lot of business experience. And then I took a break and decided, you know, what do I want to do? You know, I think we all have those transitions in our life where we're like finding ourselves or finding what we want to do. And though I think the path I went on, every one of those things was absolutely important to get me to the to today where I own a business, whether it's the military experience of not giving up and persistence and adapting and overcoming to just the foundation of having uh, a business plan, a curriculum, if you will, uh, of to make sure that you can continue to evolve your business and keep going to just, you know, having the real world experience of actually being in a business of that size, you know, Walker's Bluff is huge. So having all that experience kind of, I think, culminated to the point where I am today. And, uh, and, and Harness Digital Marketing today has been 11 years and two months. So it's, it's been great. And we've, we've had the opportunity to work with probably about 100, you know, different businesses, not only through Southern Illinois, but just throughout the region. We've had clients in Minnesota, Florida, Colorado, um, just all over. So it's been it's been nice. So we can still have that that small town feel here and work with big business. There's your shameless plug. All right. <laughs> so obviously you're a marketing agency. Can you explain a little bit about what your niche is and what you do on that day to day basis for your clients? Yeah. So uh, it's not me. It's I have a team. Uh, I've I'll, I've had the opportunity to work with many uh, amazing. Uh, digital marketers throughout the 11 years and currently uh, you know I have Crystal Davis and uh, Lindsay Sims I thank goodness I got her married name and I didn't give her her, her maiden name uh, those two and then uh, Jody uh, who is one of our office managers she's they've all been great but what we do for our clients uh, from a day-to-day -day standpoint is we kind of just focus on social media that's been our niche we come up with the content the brand uh, the branding we post it, we monitor, we really try to build a brand. I think that's what we've been really trying to work with and it's hard uh, because in a world of marketing, people want results. If you spend X number of dollars, I need to see X number of dollars coming back, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's so much more value in just having a brand where you can just go out and people know your name, your business name, whatever it might be. So I think that's that's been our niche is, is social media and branding just to like narrow it down. Uh, and people think, oh, it's just an easy job. And when they realize to be able to be consistent, um, have great customer service, and have great content, which we call the three C's at HDM, uh, it's, it's harder than what you think. Because most business owners are doing what? Especially small business, mm -hmm. they're wearing many, many hats. Mm -hmm. And they're not being consistent with either one. So mm -hmm. I think the marketing has been... Uh, a game changer, especially social media for small business. Mm -hmm. So that way we can we can provide them an opportunity. And it was hard, you know, mm -hmm. starting out, it was kind of hard and in a new media, in a new medium. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about taking a concept that you probably was passionate about 11 years ago. And how did that get started? <laughs> I was not passionate about oh, okay. it. <laughs> no. So there's a story like literally three months before I kind of decided I'm going to go all in and, and start harness digital marketing. I deleted all my social media accounts. Okay. All of them. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is just a waste of time. And, and I really started, you know, I was doing some consulting work for uh, Evan over at Megabytes. And we just had a lot of people asking about what's the social media? Can I get some classes and training? And, you know, that's where my education background came in. I said, yeah, we'll, we'll do some training. We'll do that. And then it was 
oh, we don't have time for this, or this is a fluke, or you know, whatever this is, it's a fad. Social mm-hmm. media is a fad. So I just kind of put a business plan together, went back to the SBDC, and we kind of hashed out some stuff. And uh, like most people, when you do a business plan, I think about three or six months in, I realized uh, we were priced incredibly low and we weren't really making money. So we had to make some adjustments and pivot and and so forth. But it was not something that I was really passionate about until later on, once we got into it. And I realized quickly that this was a medium that was not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's hard because to explain or correlate social media to something like newspaper, radio or TV, it's, it's just very different. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a medium that is literally on 24 7 365 and people are on that all the time i guess the best way to uh, compare it would be when news went 24 7 for the first time and people had access to news and they just were like well nobody really wants that and now look we all want news 24 7 and we consume it 24 7 so i think that might have been the pivot or the foundation for social media way back is when when news kind of went 24 7 it feeded our addiction to have that information so so let me let me back up and make sure that I get this timeline straight because I want to understand what steps you took that led you to where you are now. So you took a break from being the chief information officer at Walker's Bluff, which we had mentioned before in previous podcasts mm-hmm. that it's a, um, a winery and resort area for Southern Illinois. And then you were consulting at Megabytes. Megabytes is a web design an website. IT firm. An IT firm. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of website design and things like that. So you were doing consultant work there. And were you already thinking about getting into a full-on business for yourself at that time when you were doing that consultant work? No. I, I, I don't know. I can't say like many people, but I didn't have the confidence uh, you know, I thought running a business or having something like that was for people that had MBAs, mm-hmm. were super smart. You know, I'm a army teacher with a little bit of business background. Like, what do I have? What what it's, what what do I have to offer? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be swimming with sharks. But I don't know. I think it was just a culmination. The SBDC for sure really encouraged and fostered. And that's the Small Business Development Center, mm-hmm. yep, the which small is a business. resource. Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. Yep. They, you know, and they are all over the United States. They are. We have listeners from elsewhere. Yep. They and you can they're local. There's multiple ones in multiple in states, so you can have multiple ones in the state too, mm-hmm. but the one here really, I don't know, I just planted that seed like, you know what? I think I could do this. You know, I think I could run a business. And, uh, and they provided the resources and I did a boot camp, and it seemed more practical, but that was the farthest from my mind was running a business. And uh, you know, I had four and a half years in the military, you know, I've taught for nine years and mm-hmm. I was at Walker's Bluff for two and a half. So to have a business for 11 years and say this is the longest thing that I've had is kind of weird, yeah. you know, especially at 47, because most people my age and are older, they've been in the same position or had maybe three jobs. So it's yeah. it, it it was a culmination of a lot of trust and praying and just wondering what what should I do? And yeah. then I think when I turned 40, everything clicked and I was like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. And, and I want to use this platform for good. Yeah. But Tom, you've got that mindset that you want to learn and grow. In fact, I don't think I've been to a workshop that you have not also attended. Um, you go and seek them out. 
you know, whether it's in Cape Girardeau or Paducah or here in Southern Illinois, Carbondale, Marion. Uh, that's why you're interested in this project, Ethos, a small business incubator, because you're wanting to learn, you want to grow and you want to give back. Absolutely. To- oh, absolutely. You know, when you when you think about the big picture of business in small towns or small communities, um, we don't I don't think we celebrate every little small business. I think we think that it might be a small restaurant or it might be the, the one thing that, that sells you know nationwide, which, are, which is great. But we have so many businesses out there mm-hmm. that are providing you know three to four jobs or providing a service for a community. And those are the ones that I love to work with because I want to give them a name. I want to give them a brand. I want them to get out there so they're known. Uh, and, and social media specifically allows a very cost-effective way to do it more than others uh, but you know we all know when you deal with marketing it's it, the more you can get your word out there the better and it, it, it's all it's across all mediums mm-hmm. you know if you have the budget and you and it's the strategy that works well for your business you you utilize all your resources um, I try to tell people it's not always don't go all in if you don't think that it'll work for some businesses that's all they do is social media and it works. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it necessarily works for, for all mediums. So mm-hmm. so I want to pull it back to where you were still consulting with Megabytes. Yeah. And you. this is when I actually had the luxury of meeting you oh, when God. you were still in that office because that we, were both, we were both in uh, Team RWB, yep. Team Red, White, and Blue, for that supports uh, veterans and their families and friends and so we met when you were still in the office and then shortly thereafter that's when you moved to your own office right yep and your business name which i think you alluded to a little bit was was different it was harness tech ed mm-hmm. okay so you did start with that education piece yeah we Do you did. want to talk about a little bit that yeah so uh again sbdc you know they're to be all in in one area like education, and it was just all over the place in Illinois at that time, yeah. um, there was a lot of money funding for IT and, and education and implementation uh, in schools across the, the state. So I felt, hey, I have a technology background, I have this, uh, you know, I figured that would be a good pivot for me. And I, it just, it wasn't a, you would think it would be a good fit, but it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Uh, and I didn't, and, and I don't know if I had enough experience at that time to make it work. So when we started to do more of the marketing side, I was like, like most businesses that think they want to try to find the best name and the best logo. And here I am, like, well, God, I don't know what. What are we gonna do? Like, I'm gonna have to rebrand. Like, I'm gonna. What am I gonna do? So uh, I give the SBDC uh, credit because I reached out to them and said, you know, what should we call? Like, what do I do? And they're like, well, what are you gonna do? I said, digital marketing and they're like harness digital marketing and it was like <laughs> and that's kind of that's part of the light bulb going off and uh-huh. I'm like oh well yeah so that's literally i wish i could take credit but the sbdc <laughs> took care of my name and so we pivoted from that to to working with businesses and uh, that's how it kind of, of of started but i kept the same logo and yeah. kind of the same platform we just changed out the name and it worked out perfect yeah and now it's it's kind of weird having your name attached to the to the business name but it's i like it because it's just you know my name's not it's not something specific it's harness and it works so it can be an adjective you know yeah an action verb so it's good but it's not just your name you mentioned earlier putting yourself out there part of the suit the hat some of you know um service is is to get out there and let people see you yeah get to know you build a relationship and you're excellent at it 
Thanks, man. Yeah. You did a great job. I appreciate that. So what is your favorite part about being a small business owner? Man, um, I thought about that when I had that list of questions. And, you know, I like having a team. You know, and I know you can relate to this a little bit. When I got out of the military and I started what we call civilian life, I don't really call it, I've been out so long. I wanted what I had in the military. I wanted that teamwork. I wanted that camaraderie. I wanted that when you're thrown in a situation, doesn't matter what your personality is, what you do or you don't, you guys are there. Men, women, yellow, red, black and white, everybody works together. And I really did have that. And don't get me wrong, we, you still have problems and you still have officers that you don't like and all that good stuff, the sure. real world stuff. But when I got out, I really missed that. And I think that was one of the, the seeds that was planted for me that maybe someday I would have my own business because that's what I wanted to create. So when I created my own business, that's what I wanted. I wanted you know our team to be a team. I wanted everybody to uh, be a part of something. And I think that that's something that a lot of uh, millennials and younger people really want. So that was, I, I, that was one of the things I wanted to do, that leadership component to grow people. I wanted to give them an opportunity to have jobs they didn't normally have in Southern Illinois. And I wanted to be able to grow them. And we've had people that have gone on to bigger agencies. They've started their own business uh, to finding their real passion by, by marketing for another business. You know, those things are all great for me. Uh, I love that. That's one component. And then the other is just connecting with the businesses and giving them a voice, mm -hmm. the small business a voice and working with that. And sometimes it's a challenge, like any job, I think social media is not a dream job by any means. Those that are in the industry know that. It's a lot of work, a lot of behind the scenes stuff to do, but I like being able to uh, just connect and really allow the businesses to connect. And sometimes when we go into a business that hasn't really marketed, but they've been in business for 15, 20 years, we help them fall back in love with their business. They get to see the business in a different light and it ignites that passion and I think that's another one of the areas that I really love is to see that moment of I really do love this business because small business owners just we can burn out so easy and and, and we need someone to help re reignite that light and that fire and that passion that we have for it yeah talk more about that because there is a worse side is the best side of being an entrepreneur <laughs> there's a not so great side of being an entrepreneur tell us where you've struggled maybe in the last 11 years maybe even right now during COVID uh, you know, it was great. The first three years was great. I talk about, um, are you guys Indiana Jones fans? Yeah. Okay. You remember, have you seen the temple of doom? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So there's a scene where Indiana Jones, his, his father was shot. Sean Connery was <laughs> shot. That's a horrible impersonation, but Sean Connery was shot. He's got to go through these tasks to figure out, you know, to get to the cup, to fix, to fix his dad. And there's this one scene where, and I used to know it, but I haven't seen it in a while. There's a ravine and he's, you know, he's got to like take a leap of faith and he's yeah. looking and you're looking and you're like, okay, what, where's this going? Right. Is there a rope? Is there something? And he just reads this statement over and over this clue and he just puts his foot out and then he just basically leans forward and it's an optical illusion and you can see that there's actually a walkway but you can't see it because uh -huh. of the path so i talk about uh for me and entrepreneurs there's that point 
where it's a hobby, it's fun, right? It's yay. But that first moment when things start to go bad or wrong, that's when you truly yeah. become a business owner and you, you kind of flip over from entrepreneur, uh, hobbyist, whatever it might, solopreneur to a business owner. You're like, okay. And I had to decide when the three year mark came around and social media was blown up, all these cookie cutter stuff where you can get 99 and we'll, you know, we'll put out your content for you. Well, that hurt us. People were like, yeah, it's cheaper. We'll just go with that. When they didn't understand the true concept of what social media was at that time. So I had to say, all right, is this a medium that I want to stay with? Or is this a medium that I want to just, yep, I'm, I give up. And I just had this feeling after praying. And, and, and so I reinvested money into the company and I'm glad I did. And I took that leap. And then that's when I was like, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. Like anything that comes my way, it's just, it's back to military mode, solution, solution, solution. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, this isn't a hobby. This I'm, I'm all in. So that was a struggle to like fight because it's easy. And that's also the time when you get job offers, right? Yeah. Hey, well, three figures, you know, whatever it might be. And you're like, mm, okay, but I'm glad that I, I, like I said, I'm glad I took that leap. Uh, and I think that was a pivotal point. And I think the only other uh, struggle uh, that I've had, hmm, uh, you know, it's just building patience. I think patience, I could sum all of it up under patience of new clients, growth, uh, being able to um, adapt and change. It's not, here's social media and this is how we're going to do it for 50 years or whatever, right? It's social media. It's changing every three to four months. There's a new feature. There's new something new that's coming out. So I, I think that was a struggle to just be patient Mm -hmm. and whatever comes, you know, and, and sometimes, uh, luckily for me, I was not in a combat zone. I was in Saudi, so I don't have to deal with that. I've been in a position, but never had to, but I will tell you there's from what I hear from my friends and it might be a horrible comparison, but I think sometimes we're thrown into a combat zone every day as a business owner and we have to come up with the solutions and we have to figure out how to navigate that to either win the war that day, or if you're lucky, you know, you, you win just the battle. So, I mean, it's, it's hard mm-hmm. and ha- having support is important too. And luckily for me, I've surrounded myself with great people that always are honest and let me know what's going on and, and root me on. We all need that. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to go to personal branding because you take the cake on personal branding you have done very well with that i think anybody that even doesn't know you knows who you are and what you do because you have branded yourself as a civic leader a marketer a person that wears wild suits and a person that loves his veteran community and tries to serve that well i want to talk about personal branding in a way that what what ways would you say what would you say to other small business owners that maybe say oh well i want you to have i want you to help me with my brand but i personally don't want to be the face of it Every i'm day. sure you get that a lot all the time um you have to own the business and when i say that own the business means you um we live in a very 
and I don't mean this in a bad way, prideful uh, community area where people just, they want to, you know, I don't want this to be about me. And I, and that's noble and it's, it's respectful and I have no problem with that. Uh, but you, I ask this question sometimes of business owners, what are you willing to do to help your business be successful? What is the, like, tell me what you're not willing to do. What is it that you will do and what you won't do? And a lot of the times, you know, when they say, well, I don't want to be in the front or I don't want to be a front man or a front woman, uh, I say, so you, you're saying that you have limits. So if you don't want your business, you don't want your business to be successful because you won't be, you won't be willing to do this. When you put it in words that they understand, you're like, so you're not willing to market and stand by your business. Uh, that's where you stop. Yes or no. And then they start to think about that. And and I think that our society has really made it, especially social media, uh, about you know self-indulgent and it's like selfies and that's what they think social media is about. And I, I try to tell them that it's more about their passion. It's about sharing your love of your business. Because if you love your business so much that you're willing to put your name and your photo to it, why would someone else not, right? Yeah. And I think that some of the people that you've even had on your show uh, have have grasped that concept. They understand that. And then the other hard part about that is, well, nobody wants to know about me. I don't have anything to offer. And we all do. We all have passions. We all have things that really spark a light in us. And I think sharing that with not only your employees or your team, but with the community that you work in is so important. So we have to get over that fear. And then once we do that, you have to let them have fun. Like I believe, and I firmly believe this, you, you gotta have fun when you do business. It can't all be birds and chirping birds and rainbows and puppy dogs and rainbow skittles, I get that. But if you don't have fun with it, what's the point? If you're always serious about it, and it's a little bit different because you know I'm in marketing and you can have fun and be creative. But I really believe in any industry, you really can. Um, I have friends in the funeral industry, and I know that's the, like the most darkest, but they, there's times that they love their job and they have fun. You're like, well, that can't be. They do. There's this side sure. that you have to understand because if you're dealing with death all the time, you better be dealing with some laughter and some fun. And, 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 and I think that's, again, back to the businesses and the business owners. They need to, to fall in love with their business mm -hmm. and put their name with it. Yeah. I left you speechless. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that good, but I love, I love branding. So the other, the other concept with branding that people don't, you, I, I, I took literally six years of nonstop, like nonstop. Yeah. Right. So I can have time now to slow down a little bit, but it was six years, literally six years of nonstop going and try. And there's still people that don't know. And this is, for your business owners. You can market, you can brand, you can do six years, 20 years. Don't get frustrated when, when you go out in your community and like, who are you? Like, or what do you do? I've never heard. No, it's fine. You're yeah. not gonna reach everybody. It's unrealistic. The goal should be to try to, but it's sometimes, you know, you just have to hustle. Yeah. You gotta get out there and just do the best you can and, and touch the people's lives that, that you're meant to. Yeah. Hello, this is Allison and Russ, and thank you for joining us on Small Town Big Business. We want to take a moment and thank our sponsors for making our podcast possible. We want to thank Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, 
Swinford Media Group, and of course, Union Street Arts. You can join the small town big business community by subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen. Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podbean, Apple, and YouTube. If you want to know more about small town big business or the Ethos Project at the Citadel Building in downtown Marion, Illinois, just contact me at russell at watermarkethos.org. Thanks again for being with us today. Now, back to our show. Tom, let's talk about business in small town, because I'm sure, like everyone else, you had a chance sometime maybe to move your business or to start the business in a, in a bigger town. Um, but you're here in small town, middle middle America. What works here? What resources has helped you build the business? You've been successful. You know, again, success is what you make of it. And I... I'm not looking to be the number one top agency in Southern Illinois. That's not something that interests me. I just want to provide the best service, provide a great place for people to work and have an impact on the community. I think sometimes that's success and it's not really a number. It's just a feeling and you just go out and do what you can. But this area for for Southern Illinois, um, there are a lot of places that you can go. A lot of things factor into that early on. I didn't want to have, I didn't want to live in the community that I had my business. That's why I really wanted to, to live in Carterville and have my business in Heron. And it just worked out great. My daughter was going to school in Heron at um, the Catholic school. So I got to take her and go straight to work. I loved that. It was convenient. Uh, but I realized that um, I wanted to, to bring it back um, and make it a little bit more of a community based, like a place to, to like call home. Having been in the military and having divorced parents and moving around a lot, I didn't really have a home, so I wanted to find that. And I think Carterville is, is definitely the place for me, and it's, it's my home. And it has been for uh, about whew, 13, 14 years. It's probably the longest I've lived in one spot, one community. Um, yeah, because you're not from here, right? I'm originally from South Dakota. Yeah. So yes, that's, this was a big transition. Uh, and I've in being in the military, I've been in other places stationed, but this area is very unique and different. Um, it, it is, and anybody that tells you otherwise has not been here long enough. So it's it's just different. And I think when you one of the things to to consider when you're doing a business is the resources you have available, the community, like are they open to small business? What packages do they offer? Um, you know, one of my other my, one of my other um, hats, and I'm not going to talk about it too much is it's completely different, but I'm on city council. And that's one of my biggest things in Carterville is we need to bring businesses in. So I think the simplest thing that a community can do is just ask, like, right? Yeah. Just ask, hey, we would love your small business to consider or your business to consider coming to Marion, Carterville, Heron, um, Carbondale, Harrisburg, not whatever it is, right? I think we, we don't just ask. You know, we just, it's, it's up to them to decide. No, I think small business wins when we fight over you, right? When communities and, and city councils fight. And I think that's what I've seen in Marion. And I think that's what the success of Marion has been yeah. is that you guys are fighting. You're publicly going out and saying, we want your business here, right? Yeah. We want to see if it's a good fit. That's, that's why you're going to win all day. When communities start uh, branding that and, and they'll be successful. But there's this learned helplessness, and it's a, that's a term you learn in education. And it's when you believe what everybody tells you, 
And I think there's a lot of learned helplessness around the communities in Southern Illinois about, you know, this is all we can be. We can't get um, Walmart, Amazon, you know, it's okay, maybe not, but why not try? And why not try to get these other communities and these other businesses? Um, I think, you know, there's nothing worse than going all in on one big business in a community and then it going away and, and not appreciating all the small businesses that the community has. So, yeah. So that fighting over businesses is the premise of our reality TV show that will be coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. Tom, well, Tom and I walk into a small business in another yeah. town that we really love. And it's we called give our, The Poach. Yeah. The Poach. Yeah. We give our pitch statements. <laughs> And try to f- attract Marion Carterville, who's going to get that business. And, and, you know, I think it's hard because people think that it is a win-lose, right? Um, I just think that if we look at this as a win-win and, and we can try to find a way to bring a business that's successful in Marion, but they grow so big, they want to have another you know, branch maybe in Carterville. Like, we just think sure. too small, it's like we got to fight for all the money and we got to fight for all the business. And, yeah. and I think it's okay to be like, oh, man, Marion got seasonings. Mm. Well, guess what? I'll still be on the square and then I'll go over to John Brown's, you know, and then if I want a coffee later enough for that, yeah. I'll go to Crown. You know, it's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I hate to tell you this, but, you know, you're probably going to lose. Sorry, on the show. <laughs> You're going to lose. Uh, still to come. The poach. I kind of like that. Yeah. The poach. Yeah. The poach. How do you like your eggs? Mm, poached. Poached. So I want to talk about some challenges with branding and marketing. My question is around potential clients of yours that may look at you and say, well, I'm not like Tom. Yeah. I would never wear a loud suit or whatever. Um, how do you overcome that? And, or, or you don't, and you find more like-minded small business owners that are willing to go that extra mile for personal branding. So I'd like to just, I'm curious about how you navigate that. You know, it's, it's hard um, because, you know, small business, you want clients, so you can support your business and, and pay your people and pay your bills and all that stuff. But I have, I'm, I'm highly ethical when it comes to that. I think having an honest conversation about expectations and usually it usually goes something like this. What are you willing to do and what's your comfort zone and are you willing to allow us to get you out of your comfort zone? And if the answer is no, no, and I said, okay, then here's what we're gonna do. Here's the strategy, here's the plan and this is what your content will be like and this is what we'll try to do consistent. I tell them, I said, however, if you're really willing to open up and embrace getting outside your comfort zone and you do it consistently, you will see a drastic difference in your business mm-hmm. and profit or branding or people talking about you. And we find ways that, that incorporate them, right? Like I'm not going to come in and tell you, hey, you need to wear crazy suits, Allison. That's the answer to all of your branding. I like to get to know them, you know, like. You know, and, and, you know, for, for me, I would say, okay, so how comfortable are you with being a veteran? Is there something yeah. about that? Do we, you know, do we want to incorporate something with the veteran component? Yeah. You know, um, I was commenting about lipstick. Maybe you're a makeup person. Maybe lipstick's your thing. Mm-hmm. And it's simple. And I think Crystal did one of these on the marketing makeup. Being consistent or branding, you can brand yourself with lipstick. Hell, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. 
you know, a consistent, because women will notice that, right? Yep. So even wearing a consistent style or lipstick, just as simple as that. Um, I've tried it. It hasn't worked for me at all. You yet. just haven't found the right shade. I'm trying. Okay. Nice plug. Watch Marketing Makeup Mondays with Crystal Davis, and she will help you find the right shade. Excellent. She is amazing. She, she is good. But I think you've got to find, you can't sell something and say, you are this, right? right? You need to wear this hat. You need to do this. It's just, you. it's personal. Some people like to run, their bike, they like to do biking. I'm trying to think of all the clients that we have that we try to incorporate those things because one, it, it humanizes them and it also helps the business become humanized yeah. uh, and, and not so selly all the time. Because we really, in an essence, we buy from other people. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't buy products unless we have to. You know, that's, that's just the nature of the beast. But if you brand yourself and it's something you're comfortable with and you don't feel like this is gimmicky and it's fun. Like the suit story, I mean, the suit thing is crazy because it was completely out of my element. I wanted to like throw myself into something to get completely outside. And this is, this is just what God delivered to me was these crazy suits and I went with it. So patience and letting them know that they don't have to um, build trust. And once that trust is there, plant that seed. Hey, I really think that you should do this lipstick thing. I think that's your thing. And that's, you know, and you could do fun things with the lipstick, right on boards, right away, whatever it is. You could do these really cool things. And that's what I love to do. I like to find out people's brand, not to tell them, but to help them sell that story. And the cool thing about us is even if you work with us for a short period of time or forever, you have that and you can do with that whatever you want forever. Right. That's the beauty of this is just giving something freely um, to a client that can help them long term. I mean, nobody has to be from this area and we still know Quattro's phone number. So, I mean, come on. (laughs) Right. That's true. What would you say is your biggest strength as a small business owner? Persistence. I don't give up. I think that's it. No matter what challenges come our way. Um, persistence. Uh, absolutely. I think that's, I'll make it super simple and narrow it down to one word, uh, persistence. I would agree with that. Thanks. Yeah. And you're a great connector. I, I loved, I love doing that too. Uh, because I think it builds our community and I, and I believe deep down inside, the more people I can try to connect that are in different communities, that's my way of, of uniting Southern Illinois and trying to make it where we look at it as Southern Illinois and we're not individual and competing against each other. We have so much likes, we have so much to offer that we can try to break that stigma of this is my community, this is this community. It's hard when we're so close together. You don't have this in cities. Um, I mean, you're just, everybody's from St. Louis, Chicago. I mean, there's suburbs, of course, but there's still like, you know, we're Southern Illinois. Collectively, we have a lot to offer um, business-wise, resource-wise. We just do. And I love that. So the connecting is, I love it. It's fun. Yeah. Sidebar, you connected Russ and I. So basically, this podcast is thanks to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> or the blame. Yeah, or the blame, yeah. No. <clears throat> it's, you know, it's, it's funny when you get that light bulb or that aha moment. Mm. And I'm like, these two really, I just, you know, and I, yeah. I do, you know, you know, I'm a man of faith. I just mm-hmm. feel like sometimes you're just guided by God to sometimes make those connections. Yeah. And I, and I was like, these two need to get together. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was one of those moments where I believed 
it was beneficial for both of you. Like you want to connect people that way, mm-hmm. but I just felt like you needed Russ at that period of time. I when did I met definitely him. is leadership and offering the leadership masterminds. And I think yep. I, I wanted you to have a different perspective on military. And I thought you were say a friend. No. I just wanted you to have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Allison was there and a, and a, and a female leader. Like yeah. you know, I've always had. Well, I've had the utmost respect for both of you, but. You know, my heart is with veterans, 100%. And I've always had this amazing uh, respect for you. And I've always thought that is a woman that is going to make, like, make changes and make waves. And I just want to be able to say someday, I knew her, I yeah. know her, and maybe she'll recognize me in one of my suits. But, and I don't mean that, like, I really mean that because there's just, I think we all come across people that we believe or just have all this potential and you just want to support them and i just want to support you and i want to support you but and i know you're just starting you're you've got a lot in the tank and and uh and you don't have as much left so you but you're (laughs) you might need to leave your legacy to her to continue to slow down (laughs) the decline and setting Yeah. No, well, Just I'll thank kidding. you for introducing us. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah it, and it's great. And I, to see what you guys have done, I mean, just it's amazing. Yeah. It yeah. really is. I even got to play Russ on TV only. <laughs> uh, Rocio, Russ's wife, and I were able to facilitate a mastermind, a female oh, yeah. only mastermind together. Yeah. And that was really just the highlight of that year. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was the towards Uh the end was the start of covid so we weren't able to finish on a super high note but uh but seeds were planted yeah i would love to do that again i think crystal from my team yeah she was was on that that's right yeah so yeah well you're also interested in this project in this building so for our viewers and listeners we're in the citadel building here on tower square plaza in marion illinois it's a 1914 100 and what six year old building seven year old building that's good math yeah thanks <laughs> and so um project is called ethos it's to renew this building into a small business incubator and co-working offices you have sit on our steering committee along with allison you guys have been integral parts of that as we did a feasibility study talk about your interest and what you'd like to see happen here well as you know we've 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 visited other incubators and one that i really like is over in cape uh and and i thought man there's been attempts at trying to do that here in southern illinois um, but I knew with um, you involved with the building and after seeing the building, uh, I knew that this was going to be something that was legit, would stand the test of time, and would hopefully foster at least um, an, a group of small businesses that would want to grow and, and, and outgrow this. Because that's one of the whole things of having an incubator is to, is to help them get started and put them out into the world, right? And, uh, you know, yeah, I hope maybe one of them will come to Carterville, but as long as they're in, in Southern Illinois, it's good, right? Again, there's so much opportunity that we all offer, and the more that we can support them here and give them education, training, marketing, uh, legal, whatever they need to get that their ground stable, stable yeah. and then send them out, that's what we want. And I think the fear, I I mean, I don't know, because my fear is probably different than a lot of business owners, but I think some business owners fear that what I did, you have to have an MBA. You can't run a business. You can't, you can't start a business unless you have an MBA. You have to look this way. You have to be this way. You have to have this college. And it's just not that way. 
you know, but if they have the basic resources, I think we could really have an impact. And that's why I want to be here is, is to fill the energy of the building, work with you, obviously, drive you crazy. Uh, you it's know, working. Yeah, there you go. Turn your hair gray. Uh, <laughs> but to see what businesses come out of here. I, yeah. that, I mean, we could be talking about one of the biggest businesses to ever come through uh, this area sets up in, in um, you know, southern Illinois. Yeah. Or just wherever, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. Amazon started somewhere, you know. Right. So most of these start out of a garage. Yeah. Why not start in a building that has resources that you already have? Yeah. So I think that's the beauty of it, and I I see big things happening here. Yeah, and our third party feasibility study consultant said the same thing. They said this is really a. Then place why didn't you have me consult and do it and pay me then? Well, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> They've been there and done that, and, and yeah. uh, they, you know, they were very promising in what this could be, and so I'm excited about that. Well, unlike a lot of entrepreneurs, you did tap into a lot of resources, tactical resources, to help you start your business and grow your business. So my question for you is a little bit different than what I've asked other um, inter- interviewees, is what was one of the most valuable resources that you did tap into because as you mentioned, you had went back to the SBDC or the Small Business Development Center to get resources or get tactical information about growing a business. So what was, what was the most valuable piece of that that you, you found accelerated your business? If I had, the first thing that comes to mind is when you're, when you're starting out with a business, cash flow is always an issue. You know, in a service industry, Cash flow is king, you know. So we had to make some changes to try to help with cash flow. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that I did that I am so grateful, uh, and I don't know if I'll plug, but I have to plug. But David Stacy over at People's National Bank worked with me on a line of credit uh, that I would could have uh, that we renew every year. That I have that safety net, mm-hmm. so that way I don't have to worry about the financial part because there's the stress. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you might be able to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I wish I could really explain that, that pit of not, you know, that pit that goes in your stomach of, okay, I hope this person pays or this or that or, you know, I, I, I want to make sure all my employees are paid, all our bills are paid, and I come last. And for 11 years, that has been never an issue. Have we gotten close? Yeah, right, like anybody. But I've been able to to take a little bit of that ease off my mind, having that line of credit, knowing, you know what, I'm still going to be fiscally responsible. But if something happens, I have this resource that the, you know, David worked with me on at People's National Bank to help me just the stress. I just can't stress having the stress of not worrying about money is like 75% of being able to move your business forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I highly suggest that it doesn't have to be anything other than look into research, line of credit, um, much better than credit cards, lower rates, work with your banks, and having that relationship is huge. But that, that was the biggest thing for me. I mean, there's a lot, but that one is the first thing that came to my mind. Having that line of credit just as a backup is, is huge because it's... It, <laughs> I look at you because I'm like, I know she gets it. I get it. It's just uh, that pit yeah. of that word. And then you just feel it. And you don't want that. Like you just like, okay, I want to, to just grow the business. You know, why can't people just pay their bills? You know, like, why can't they just pay on time? You know, but you have to remember, 
other businesses that you're working with are probably struggling and doing the same thing too. Sure. You know, so it's it's patience and just that cash flow though is it's April, just nice. April 2020, I really felt it after everything shut down and there were cancellations mm-hmm. month. You know, my entire income of April was was gone in a minute. And sometimes um, we're not, you know, as yeah. business owners, we're not always open and honest about that. It's like, so how's business? And you're like, oh, it's great. Everything's fine, right? And you're like... It's fine. It's all fine. No, it's not. You know, and there's that pressure to, to always have that everything's great and everything's going fine. And it's hard. You know, in your industry, I can absolutely see that. But, uh, you know, I've also heard from a lot of people in your industry that now it's like people are making up for that yes. and so now you might have had a down year but now you're like twice as much yep. as, as the previous year so it just if you're pa- patient <laughs> and you have that uh, cash flow or you have a line of credit to help you get through it it's nice yeah. yeah so if you were sitting here with a cup of coffee with a person that has an idea for a business and they have not moved forward with their entrepreneurial plans what advice would you give them? I would have an open and honest conversation first. I am not the person to come to if you want me to tell you what you want to hear. You know, I'm just not like that. I will have an honest conversation with them. Do you have a business plan? Um, how are you going to get through this? Are you going to be working another job and doing this? Tell me why you think this job, or sorry, why you think this business idea is worth your time, your hair, uh, your your stress, your grief, your joys, your successes. Why? I think having an honest conversation. I, I mean, I've met people that I just they weren't in it, and you just kind of tell them that mm, I, I don't know. And then you have the ones, and these happen more often than not. They're scared, they're nervous, but they have a great idea. They're hardworking and you know that they will put the time and effort in. And I think when you know that, you just encourage that and say, well, where's your biggest fear? Let's, let's, let's attack that fear. What can we do to ease that mind? And we just start checking off the list. And then it's basically, okay, so you have no reason to not start this, right? Well, I'm still scared. Yeah, that's good. Be scared. Yeah. Um, and have, have resources, have opportunities. I think what I hope this building will do will ease some of that fear for a lot of those businesses or business owners. And I want them to know, especially veteran ones, veteran owned businesses, you have the best chance of survival because you're not gonna quit. You're gonna adapt, you're gonna like use those key components that you learned in basic training, in, in your AIT, whatever it was, if you were in combat, use those skills as a plus, as a win. Those are the people that I can connect with, you know? And, and I think just, being realistic and honest with them and letting them know, you know what, maybe this isn't the time, but if you get the business plan, you look at some of these other things, um, then maybe it's, it's time to move forward. And the other thing I would say, have an open and honest conversation about your personal life, if they're willing to do that. Like how, how sturdy, how strong is your personal life? Are you solid, right? Are you able to handle the ups and downs? Are you able to handle family life, have that balance? Because there's no such thing as work-life balance. What I love that you do great, you, you've done what a lot of people, and you probably learned this, you just incorporate, you know? She's got slave labor. Her kids actually work and they do stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? They do, she, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and I think, you know, you and your husband are a great team and I think you complement each other well. I think not everybody has that, 
but having that support or just making sure that there's everybody's on the same page mm -hmm. some people understand that the mom or the dad is a small business owner and they have to go so incorporating those things dad has to work late mom brings dinner over to the plate you know like you have to be on the same page because if you don't have that support it, it it'll eat at you whether and i think it eat, I'll, I'll relate as a guy it does it does eat at you you know am i putting my business before this there's there's no book i know you probably would disagree but there really isn't a book for the right person to match that up to read to see what's right because i've seen some guys and ladies that work really super hard but their spouse or their partner they just they support that and they compliment and they try to make sure that, that they don't feel left out right sure. yeah. so I, I think that an honest conversation and tell them what what they don't want to hear right yeah that's the hard part excellent do you have any additional advice for somebody that was would want to start in a small town and or any of our towns Carterville, marion southern illinois or a small town somewhere else in the midwest and they feel like there's not, for whatever reason or whatever industry, and maybe we can just speak on marketing because that's what you do, they feel like there's not enough there. So whether that's not enough clients, not enough resources, what would you say to that? Uh, well, that's part of the business model is to see if there's a need, right, for that business. Uh, I would tell them, you know, competition is good it is good i mean over the last 11 years do you know how many social media digital marketing companies have popped up nation local regional in my own community mm -hmm. right yeah. but we're kind of told that when you see that or you hear that your heart sinks and oh my god no you do what you you're supposed to do you brand yourself you market yourself you give people options and opportunities if for some reason a bigger fish comes in step up your game or pivot find another market you know uh, with me one of the other markets that I worked on for five years was to get veteran certified I give a little little joke because there's a little history there uh, but uh, Allison was nice enough to finally get me on the path of getting certified for veteran owned business but that opens up opportunities for us too uh, so I think just competition's okay if you know if you want to open up a restaurant that's great to me the biggest thing is how are you going to have a customer experience how are you going to create an experience instead of just saying i have a great product you want it come see it right no you want to walk in you want to experience something you want you know that's seasonings that's going to be coming over here they do that they've got great food um, the owners own the business like i talked about right they're out there they're part of it and they provide an experience and that's it and here's the thing we're creatures of habit yes but we also want to experience that in different areas so you know don't be so upset about your business if it's restaurant if it's marketing whatever it is if there's competition and it's not um, working out you can't use it as an excuse well we can't survive here because there's too much or you know the, the, they, the community doesn't support it well, why don't you ask the questions? Why? Maybe the community doesn't know you. Maybe they don't need your services, but you want to have the business. You can have the small town business and work big in other areas. There's always opportunities. This is America. It is filled with opportunities. Mm -hmm. You just have to know the people to ask and the resources to look for. Otherwise, you're making excuses. 
I mean, that's plain and simple. You're just making excuses. And I've done it. I'm, I mean, digital pops up all the time and you, for a brief second, it's like, uh, and like, okay, game on, right? It's like, uh, game on, yeah. let's do this, right? Uh, and then you try to be you know, helpful. I've had other marketers reach out and ask questions. I have no problem answering them, right? Everybody's gonna have a different delivery. Um, some people wanna work with women, some people wanna work with the younger generation, some people wanna work with veterans. Just figure it out and, and go with it. But yeah. competition is, there's no, it's good. It's not bad in this area. It, it really shouldn't be. Well, that's an inspirational place to stop today bam yeah yeah best interview yet no <laughs> no no it's pretty good it was really good it was fun pretty good it was, well anytime with you guys is fun so. yeah tell us how to get a hold of you because you provide a lot of really helpful information to small business owners you provide a lot of free information how could we get a hold of that so uh every wednesday mostly every Wednesday. I do Harness Your Hump Day and it's a marketing tip. I have people on uh, much similar to this, but we just talk about marketing and branding and just answer some questions. Uh, also, you can just reach me at tom at harnessdigitalmarketing.com or call us 314-884-1192 and then harnessdigitalmarketing.com. But my team and I are would be happy to answer any questions or uh, be a resource for any of the businesses and organizations nonprofit, for-profit uh, throughout not only Southern Illinois, but wherever. Yeah. So Tom Harness, Harness Digital Marketing, thank you so much. Thanks for having me today. For Appreciate it. Us. And Allison and I want to thank our sponsors for joining us too and making this possible. We want to thank you, Arcadia Wealth Group, Fowler Heating and Cooling, uh, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, um, the Swinford Media Group, and of course our producer, Luke O'Neill over at Union Street Arts. Go to Luke for all of your video needs. And uh, hey, thank you for watching Small Town Big Business. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm.